This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a very special finale episode of the Big Brother Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. I'm your Big Brother 22 and Big Brother 23 obsessed host, Fox Fan Allen. And joining me today, uh, joining me in welcoming a man who is nobody's chooch, uh, Mr. Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Once again, we are spending Big Brother finale night together. It is a uh, it is a ritual for us. <laughs> it's it's a little different. My back doesn't hurt as much this time. So. It's slightly different. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the silver lining. Big Brother in Big Brother Twenty One. Uh, we were uh, for the Big Brother brothers uh, covering the Big Brother finale in the Big Brother backyard. It was a chance of a lifetime for us uh, because uh, after that event happened, the world changed forever, and we're, we're not we're not in the Big Brother backyard this year. We're watching at home from our our safety uh, bubbles. Uh, we uh, don't have to wear masks here. Uh, just like the Big Brother contestants did and did not have to wear masks tonight. Very confusing mask rules. Uh, but we're going to talk about, we've got a lot to talk about here tonight. Uh, first of all, we've, we're going to talk about Cody. And we're going to talk about Cody's incredible 9-0 uh, victory. The, first, uh, the second uh, unanimous vote in Big Brother history. Uh, very impressive. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about where he fits in the uh, echelon of Big Brother winners. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the pre-gaming that happened this season. Uh, figure out whether or not that has a uh, puts an asterisk on the results of the season. And uh, we'll also talk about the dramatic finale episode, especially that final Nicole eviction that brought out a lot of tears and a lot of saltiness. Um, but first, Lance, let's start. We can't start anywhere but the biggest headline of the night. And that's Cody. Cody winning Big Brother here. He wins the final HOH. He wins the season. Um, just what are your thoughts overall on Cody's game? I mean, it was pretty flawless, uh, as boring as it, it was, it was flawless and he just dominated the entire season. He was, came in clutch when he had to, and you know, the few times that he really had his back up against the wall, he actually, you know, came in clutch and came through and it was just a pretty amazing stretch that he did. And, you know, he burned a lot of people that he was close with, but as he said in his finale speech that he, his final twos were with him to the end. So it was, you can't really write it any better. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you said it. It is an incredibly impressive performance. Um, it, you know, Cody here putting down one of the, pr probably not perhaps the best Big Brother game in, in, in history, but one of the better, one of the best Big Brother games in history here. Uh, it is not a very fascinating game to watch. It's not very dynamic. Um, he controls the game basically from day one when he wins the first HOH uh, to the finale night. Um, eight competition wins. It's hard to argue with that. Um, and it's hard to argue with the fact that time after time when game moves were being made, even when it wasn't his HOH, Cody was really the deciding force behind just about everything. Um, and Enzo was there for the ride. Uh, Enzo, not Even Enzo's best it. night, not Enzo's best week, um, but yeah, you gotta love him, but not his best night. He makes it interesting, he makes it entertaining, but yeah, it, he, he knew he was defeated. When you're mentally defeated, you have no chance. And, you know, he, Cody never even went on the block. You know, he was never, he was, everyone knew he was gonna win if he made it to the end and he was still nobody's real target. It was just amazing how uh, easily it was for him. Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to imagine there being a way that Enzo wins Big Brother without having, uh, you know, drastically different moves throughout the game here. Um, and, you know, once he's here at the finale night and he's here against Cody, uh, and especially in that moment where it's between him and Nicole and Enzo's just giving the most, I am, please Cody, I need you so bad. Cody, anything for you, Cody. It was all for you, Cody. You deserve to win this game. Please take me so you can beat me, Cody. 
Um, that was, I just want 50 grand. That's it. <laughs> maybe not the best argument for uh, $500,000, yeah. but I got to say, Enzo has played one of the most solid uh, uh, second place win victories in Big Brother history. Very solid. Yeah. I mean, when you admit that you just went on, you jumped on someone's back and kind of just rode them, that is a pretty good second place victory, you know? Yeah, there's not not an awful not an awful lot uh, not going on there, uh, unfortunately. But we knew there was probably not going to be an awful lot of dynamic happenings in this final episode. Uh, once we had our final three, really, um, there. Well, the season's just been devoid of drama, and the finale is no different. Yeah, we we've gotten it's the unluckiest season of Big Brother. You've got to say if you like power switches and you like. Uh, big moves. Uh, this has not been the season for you. Uh, it has been one side constantly winning powers, the committee running things all season long, and Cody, of course, being one of the most powerful members of the committee. So it makes sense that he gets his way here. Um, you know, not the uh, not the not the flash, flashiest Big Brother game in history. Pardon me, uh, but I will say it is a very good game. And there are definitely flashes of Derek in there. It's like Derek light, uh, but everyone's coming to Cody. Like they talked about it in this finale. Everybody's coming to Cody with information. Uh, Ian, when he comes to Cody with information, he feels like he's a part of something. Uh, Cody's just really good, maybe a little bit too good at forming these bonds with people um, where you know Danny goes out of the house and she's feeling absolutely heartbroken because her, the, they were so close. They were final two together. Everybody was gonna, everybody was so close to Cody only to learn that everybody else is super close to Cody. Yeah, what I thought was really interesting was when he evicted and interview with uh, Julie, it pretty much sounded exactly like when Danny was evicted, like almost word for word about how hurt she was and how she thought that they were so close and everything. It just shows how good he is at the game. And he knew that he really did mature from the first season he played to his second season because he knew he had to make those tough decisions and he didn't do that before and he did it this season and that's why he won oh for sure yeah this is a this is a very different a much more mature cal fiore brother uh, than we are than we are used to um but really he he plays a uh, plays an absolutely terrific game uh and i and i want to put the question out there lance because obviously you know, Julie, when she's reading the uh, at the finale here, it's a nine to zero decision. And she notes there's only one other person in Big Brother history, Lance, that has done what Cody did tonight, which is score a nine to zero victory or a unanimous victory. Pardon me. And that is Dan Giesling, uh, the legend Dan Giesling. Um, so I guess the first question is Cody and Dan Giesling, are are they on the same like are they on the same level here playing together? And if not, where is every where does everybody fit? Uh, obviously not. Uh, Dan is a top tier winner along with uh, Dr. Will. And then I think Cody definitely belongs in that second tier though, maybe in that Derek tier. Okay. You know, I don't think he's as good as Derek as we saw in the previous season, but like you said, Derek Light and just how dominating this was from start to finish, you have to give him credit for that no matter what. So even if people allowed him to do that. So I definitely think he's in that second tier. Um, which, you know, for being a unanimous winner, it's a little disappointing not to be in that top tier, but that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think I, I think I agree with you. I mean, obviously, I would not put this as the best Big Brother game of all time. I think Cody's got some weaknesses from time to time. There's a week where Christmas could potentially take him out. Like, I don't think there was ever a moment where Derek was really in jeopardy of getting uh, voted out of the game. Um, so there's a little bit, uh, a little bit here and there, and uh, it does seem like people are very upset with Cody, at least to some degree, about how close they got to him, and then to find out in the end that it really wasn't all that they thought it was. Um, so that's got to hurt a little bit. But um, you know, you look at some of the other people who are considered, you know, good. Like let's compare, like if you compare him to Nicole, I mean, obviously he just kind of had Nicole wrapped around his finger here. So, you know, you could say he's a better winner than Nicole. Um, I don't know that his social game was as, uh, as, as dominant or as, you know, like with Paul in Big Brother 19, where he just had that 
that Paul missed and it didn't work out for him in the end. You know, he couldn't figure out to do what Cody did, which was actually make people like him in the end. Um, but there's a lot to like about Cody's game here. Um, one person, uh, is, uh, Dr. Will, I know you love Dr. Will Lance. Uh, we met, we met Dr. Will at last year's finale. Um, that's, uh, that's the one year anniversary for me, you know? Yeah. Who cares yeah. about the big brother house? It's all about Dr. Will. Like one year anniversary, but plus two months because this has been, yeah, the season lasted a little bit longer. Good we point. are almost it's in November a, here. It's a anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Us Magazine, uh, Us Magazine uh, did an interview with, uh, with Dr. Will recently, and they just, they asked him, where do Dan and Derek and other winners stack up? Uh, and Dr. Will says, if I'm being truly sincere, my name is at the top of the list in block letters written with a black Sharpie. Then there's a huge space on the page and Dan and Derek's name appear in blue Bic pen about halfway down. Dan just slightly ahead of Derek. Uh, at the very bottom of the piece of paper, there are names of all the other winners lumped together, written in unsharpened number two pencils and broken rainbow crayons. Um, so is uh, is Cody uh, broken rainbow crayon material? No, I think he belongs right there. And like I said, I think he's probably just a, a step below, just one notch below Derek, but he's right mm. there. I mean, yeah. he pitched a perfect game. He was not nominated and he won unanimously. And so unfortunately that doesn't put him in that that's just how good Dr. Will is too, you yeah. know? I'll say I'm willing to throw out my pencil, uh, go into the junk drawer, find, you know, the best, the pen with the most amount of ink left in there and write Cody's name down somewhere on the page. I'll do it in pen, that's fine. There's apparently a big blank space there. Um, probably not, I mean, you have to put them after uh, Derek and, and Dan, but um, yeah. Cody playing, I, I would say maybe a top, uh, you know, top, top five game maybe not, maybe not top five top six top seven it's it's somewhere in the universe of five in the it's five, five ish, it's, five -ish. It's, ish. it's a top five ish game a top five ish game from paulie from paulie's brother cody calafiori pardon me yeah you didn't even get his name right so <laughs> i was almost disrespect. called the winner paulie oh no oh no we did get a couple paulie uh, cameos this, this evening did i you, did see i saw him did cry you appreciate it? i was i was surprised to see him cry we did. We saw Polly Calafiore cry, and we also saw him kiss his dad. Um, two very on-brand Calafiore moments, uh, right there. Uh, if there's um, anything about Polly, he plays the hits. So he does. Yes, he know he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, his entire personality is is created around knowing exactly what he's doing. Um, yeah. So okay, Lance, uh, we've got a lot. We've got a lot more to talk about here. I, I want to talk about that really dramatic uh, final HOH competition, or really the dramatic moment where Cody finally cuts Nicole. Um, it is one of the very few blind sides of the season, and it is most definitely a blind side. And we're gonna talk about that blind side right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Lance, uh, we are back and uh, we're talking about the, uh, the final HOH here of Big Brother 22. Um, it all comes down to this, although it really doesn't come down to this because Cody's going to win no matter how this turns out. But let's just, let's just follow, let's just pretend here that it all comes down to this. Um, so Nicole wins uh, part one, uh, Cody wins part two. Again, we were, we were talking about these probably being very physical, very, very physical competitions. Uh, and Enzo has no shot at, at any of this, um, which is making the same exact, you know, Enzo got Enzoed. He made the same mistake that he made the last time, um, did not have the ability to compete here. Um, but in the, uh, in the absolute final live third part of the HOH competition, uh, Nicole gets that first question wrong and just cannot catch up to Cody's perfect eight out of eight. Uh, very impressive that he gets eight out of eight. Um, uh, what, what are your, uh, first of all, Lance, uh, what are your thoughts about this final HOH competition? Uh, this is not the first time we've seen it, but it is not the, uh, there have been a few different, uh, final HOH competitions. What do you think about this one? 
You know, I thought, yeah, after the first, after Nicole missed that first one, I you just knew it was over because Cody just looked like it was not even stressing him at all. Like he did not even blink. Like everything was like a reflex to him. And so it was just dominant. And, you know, it's the icing on the cake for the, the strong season that he had. Yeah, you'd think, uh, you know, you'd think Cody may have learned from his past mistakes and, and loosened up the pants a little bit. Looked like his pants were tight. Um, also, maybe campaigning for the Memphis vote with that weird long sweater thing that he had going on. That's one of the more interesting <laughs> finale night looks. Uh, Danny, but... Danny called him out on the cardigan, too. <laughs> I don't... That was... That was... He had so many three three months to plan that. And that's what he did that did that to his mother on national TV. Mine was Danny just always has a, what Danny always wearing. Has a Danny always has a dig though. It's pretty great. That's right. Evil Danny. Uh Apple doesn't Danny. fall far. She's not gonna like that. Um so uh so this fight uh the final HOH, um Cody wins. Uh and then we get to that, we get to that moment. There's a big decision here. Where Cody, uh, you know, maybe this is not a position that Cody should relish being in. While it's impressive that he wins the final HOH, he's got to make a really tough decision here. And just based on his emotions after he makes this decision, you can tell that this is not easy. This is something that's like really eating away at him. This is something that's got like lasting consequences beyond the game. But he makes the decision to after some speculation that he would keep Nicole, votes out Nicole and sides with Enzo instead. Uh, Nicole absolutely blindsided. Um, I, and Enzo, to be fair, also seems blindsided here because uh, it's just two very different reactions here. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, you could tell it was just like breaking him up and everything. And when you have two final two deals, that I mean, it's really tough to, to do that. But I thought, he played it safe and I, you know, I, I can't really blame him for how the last time he played, how it played out. So I would have done the same thing, you know, Nicole for is all talk, I think. And mm. she could say that I was, wasn't going to cut you or anything, but she totally was. Mm. And so I don't think he should feel bad at all. And, you know, Enzo got his 50 K so good for him. A lot of, a lot of bidets, a lot of big screen TVs. Get a uh, I guess sweet, that, sweet bidet for that, that amount of money. I guess that was my next question. My next question was, you know, whether Nicole would have done it to Cody, but you seem to think very much that she would have. hundred percent. Yeah. If you, she can talk all she wants, but just her actions from, we've seen her play so much now, you just know how that would have gone. Yeah. I was very convinced of that as to like uh, up to a week ago, uh, but watching this finale night, I'm a little less sure of it than I used to be. Uh, just based on how really deeply heartbroken, like it just, it's such an emotional moment. It's more emotional than I thought it would be uh, between all three people, really. Um, but it really does seem like Nicole thought that she had this really super deep final two loyalty bond with Cody, which I guess is the story of the season, right? Because this is not the first person who's got out of the game with this feeling but at final two man it stings extra hard like it's just yeah that's it's tough. just really hard it's tough and you know for somebody that a lot of people don't like they're gonna they're gonna like this that move they're gonna that might be the bright spot of uh, the season and everything but yeah that that's tough and you know cody just did such a good job of making everyone feel like he's so close to him like i said uh nicole pretty much sounded exact just echoed what uh danny said when they were evicted and everything but the one person who seems to he wasn't close with at all like the one person who seems bitter was kevin he was like mm -hmm. the only bitter jury member with with cody everyone else seemed to pretty much like him yeah i think kevin was looking for uh there's no way that kevin could come up with a reason not to vote for cody and i think that's why you see that there uh but it did look like he was looking for uh, a, a reason it's his final re week with cody that was a rough a little bit of a competitive week for the both of them. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a little bit of hands getting thrown. Um, almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Almost. Um, so yeah. So I want to I want to follow this up here because after Nicole's eviction, um, Nick Nicole does get a chance to ask Cody a final question as part of the jury questioning. Uh, but before we get to Nicole's question, what did you think in general of the jury question segment, Lance? Uh, I only had one question. What, what was the point? 
I am very frustrated with this segment, Lance. I am very frustrated with the segment because first of all, uh, with every question, it read, it felt like uh, the Big Brother jurors were reading questions that someone else wrote for them. Uh-huh. Um, and at multiple points, it was like, oh, Danny's about to speak. Oh, we're in for it now. Or, oh, Devon's got something to say. Like, Devon's going to give us some fire. And then Devon's just like, some of the jurors felt that your game was incomplete. And it's just like, who... Where did the, like, we had some fire going here. Why are these not personalized questions? If everybody gets one, why is, why are half the questions? Enzo, same question for you. The same question thing really bugged me. It was just like, come on. It was so uncreative. It's just like, they just feel like, honestly, this season just felt mailed in. And this was just like, just kind of proved it. that this was just like, you know, we got all-stars. We don't really have to do much. Like the all-stars will do it. There weren't a lot of twists. There weren't a lot of drama, like we said. Even this just felt mailed in. Like, let's mm. get this over with. You know, even Day. Day didn't want to answer any questions. Like, I want to get out of here. I want to go see my daughter. You know, it felt like everyone just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I, I mean that's under that's understandable. It's, it's, we got we got stuff to do. Let's get at, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, um, I you know I, I thought it was I, I thought it was interesting that uh, Nicole's question really seemed to be the only interesting, genuine question of the bunch. Uh, because presumably she was coming up with it in the moment. Um, well, you know, also because they didn't they didn't write pre-write one, so they're like, oh, it'll j- we didn't have time to pre-write this one, so I guess you just come up with something. Yeah, but it's a great it's a great moment uh, because I'm I'm always I'm always fascinated with that that final that final evicted person who has to vote, and there's always like so many because it's unlike everybody else who has time to process getting voted out of the game, like Nicole really doesn't have a lot of time to do that, right? Like she's got to make a decision based off this like split uh, of Cody evicting her, something she thought would never happen. Um, Kudos to her for swallowing whatever distaste she had for her eviction and voting for Cody to win. She took it like a champ and she is a champ. And, uh, you know, I thought she was a lot more likable after the interview with with Julie, you mm-hmm. know, just seeing how vulnerable she was. And, you know, she's kind of like Ian, where it's like, it's a game move. I understand it. Also heartbroken. Verda kind of processed that and to see that, like, while it's happening and everything was really fascinating and really interesting. Yeah. Uh, give me the, uh, give me the, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Nicole's game here overall? You know, she obviously comes up short here but she does make it to the final three. What are your thoughts? I think, uh, at least for me, my opinion of her as a game player improved. Mm. You know, I, I always thought that she was not the greatest winner. I was, she's obviously good at the game because you don't sure. win unless you're, you're good at the game. But she just did a lot of things that I thought were really smart. And even in the end, when she was talking about how she would lose 9-0. So just making her, and she even explained it, how she thought that making herself seem like a smaller character would work, and it did. And she was just always smart, always playing, which is not something you could say. So I thought she played a really, really good game and, you know, probably the second best game in the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nicole's game, I know, is not for everybody, uh, but she does do a really good job of playing that game that she plays. And it's we've seen it season after season where people just write off Nicole as a competitor. They don't think she's up to side, like they just... She's little Nicole from uh, Michigan with her boyfriend, Victor, and their two dogs. Like, what a great person this is with her farm wedding. And then Nicole just comes out and she's ruthless, man. She is, uh, she is a very hardcore game player and she was willing to make moves and she was willing to throw competitions and do what it takes to win. Um, and it didn't work out for her here. She fell short at the final three, uh, but you know, uh, she came one eight to seven in a final HOH, you know, she could have made it to the final two, um, presumably yeah. would have lost anyway, but you know, it's you not a bad run for Nicole. You can't falter. You, she lost to somebody who, you know, like I said, pitched a perfect game, didn't get Basically, nominated yeah. and stuff. So it's tough when you play that strong of a game, but someone was better and that's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about before you move on from Nicole here. Uh, I, I know you. I know you love the recap episodes, Lance. I know they're your favorite parts of the season. You just love to go back and and see all the stuff they should have shown, right? Um, yeah. 
One thing that I thought was very interesting and perhaps one of the only things that I thought was very interesting about this recap episode uh, that we watched before uh, all the uh, exciting stuff happened this, with the final HOH um, was the fact that Big Brother seems to finally be turning on Nicole a little bit, or at least in the edit, we are seeing a little bit of a harsher edit for Nicole. I think at the beginning of the season, a lot of fans were not happy with the way where Nicole was being one way in the Big Brother house where she was scheming and talking about how she's gonna appear for the cameras. And then when she's in the diary room, we see something completely different where it's, it's Nicole and she's polished and she's saying all the things that she's rehearsed herself that she's gonna say, right? Uh, in the in the recap episode, they recapped the Janelle uh, uh, have not situation where uh, Nicole comes out swinging. She's like, "Oops, oh, I didn't mean it." But this time, when they reshow it, they show all the converse the conversations that Nicole had before here, where she was premeditating it, and then after it happens, they again show the conversations where she had in the diary room where she's like, oh, it was such an accident. And then showing her talking with Janelle. Oh, it just came out, it slipped out. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, throw that in with the, uh, the, the, the uh, tombstone uh, about Nicole's destination, destination funeral. Um, show's coming swinging for a little bit, a little bit. Well, I think it's, you know, simple storytelling. They, you have some likable people in there and you have to make someone unlikable. You have to root against somebody. You need some kind of drama. So it's, a, kind of a bummer that it took them this long to figure that out because it would have been a lot more interesting if they played her true to herself a lot of the a lot more often in the proper show mm -hmm. but uh at least they tried at the end yeah yeah I, I i agree i agree uh i think one thing that i really love about big brother the show is that it is very responsive uh, re very responsive to and i know some people are going to say what the hell is he saying here it's very responsive to what the fans want um, at least, ah. with, at least with respect to some of the uh, some of these contestants here, and I what I what I mean when I say that um, is that um, throughout the season uh, we have people like Nicole, and you know the show is presenting Nicole in one way, and then the fan base is receiving Nicole in a completely different way, uh, and eventually those two views are going to wind up like coming together as one. And it, well, it, it, has it happens to. every it happens every season. Uh, it has by the to. end of the season. I mean, it has to because that's just they have the luxury of kind of getting immediate feedback. Show and these things are happening live, so you can get that, that immediate feedback. It's not like a pre-written show where you have to make up for it in the second season or something. So they can adjust on the fly. So they have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, it's a, a good run for Nicole. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there are some people out there who are Nicole fans. Uh, I think she did a fairly decent job here. She made mistakes along the way. So did Cody. Uh, Nicole's mistakes are a little bit bigger. Um, is there any one thing you think Nicole could have done here to change things uh, in her game, Lance? Uh, I mean, aside from just like voting out Cody somewhere. Uh, she could have won the last HOH. You know, that's really- Do you think it. that changes I mean, things? Like, do you really think that would have changed things? I, and let, if she if she was true to who I think she would have been and voted out Cody, then yeah, obviously it changes things. Cause then like we've talked about before she wins and stuff. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I really don't know what else she could have done. Like I said, it, obviously you just target Cody before and stuff, but maybe you try to target Enzo mm. just because then you guarantee you're going to the final two and have some kind of chance, but she, he still would have beat her. So you just have to find a way to get rid of Cody. Yeah, I think Nicole's weakest week uh, or, or her, her, her tough blind spot Achilles heel week is the week that Ian went home. Uh, that is a week where uh, her friend was running the show and there's no reason for Cody to have gotten his way there where you know Ian has to go home over Tyler. And that's a move that Nicole was not really wanting to make. She was forced into making it because the numbers weren't there. Danny wasn't willing to do it. There were a lot of reasons why Nicole couldn't get that done. But the biggest reason why Nicole couldn't get that done was Cody um, and what Cody wants. And uh, I mean, we've seen a few weeks in there where Cody wants Devon gone and that's terrible for Nicole's game, but it's gonna happen. Uh, and throughout the, like, pretty much the entire pre-jury, 
Cody and the other people in that alliance seem to be making moves to make sure that Nicole, while she's still around, is as weak as possible. And there's not an awful lot there from Nicole to combat that. She had a good run. Like, she started winning HOHs and she had a, a strong run at the end. It just wasn't enough. Um, all right. Well, I, I think that's about as, as much Nicole Franzel talk as I could handle, Lance. I don't, I don't know about you. But, yep, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Uh, but we've got, we still got some stuff to talk about because I do want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about the, the pre-gaming that went on because uh, I know a lot of fans are talking about that. Uh, and I want to talk about its impact on the game. Uh, and we'll, we'll also talk a little bit about our, our AFP, uh, America's fa favorite player, America's favorite house guest. We're going to do all of that right after this. All right, Lance, so we're back. And uh, let's, I feel like talking about something good, something that makes me happy here, Lance. So let's just get this out of the way now. America's favorite house guest. Uh, we, we were wondering if there was anybody but Devon who could win this thing. Uh, Devon wins it in the end. Uh, how you feeling about that, man? I mean, well-deserved. She obviously is the best. And uh, I did appreciate her fake shocked look. You know, as an acting coach, you could tell that she's putting her, her own training to work and everything. Good. One she's thing good. I will say is uh, Tyler being number two, a little surprising. Mm -hmm. I know Tyler has a lot of fans and everything. And Tyler's a really entertaining player. But I thought maybe uh, Kaser Janelle might be in that top two. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are into the whole Tyler and Angela, South Carolina uh, beach lifestyle uh, vegan thing. And they just are really into them. Uh, but one thing I did think was interesting that uh, Tyler decided to take it upon himself in the final days of the AFP, uh, America's Favorite House Guest uh, campaign, decided to uh, endorse his challenger, Devon. Uh, and Angela jumped on board with that as well. Um, a lot of former house guests were rooting for Devon to win this here. I mean, you know, I think from, it was obvious. I mean, from Pauly Calafiore to Zach Rance, all of the big, big brother 12, 16 heavy hitters were coming out in favor of Devon. Um, I mean, America gets a lot of things wrong, but at least they got this right. Yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous that something would go wrong here. And you never like, know, man. You never the know. Bots, the bots take over and stuff. You but, know, uh, if if Russia decides it wants to control Big Brother elections, we are helpless uh, I mean, to their They never said which election. They never said which election they're they're happy. <laughs> Fortunately, this one uh this one seems to uh the, the better the better person I think won here. Um, you know, so glad to see uh so glad to see her win this. Um, I think good move on Tyler's part because you know, there was the confusion over, you know, giving up his game and then him staying and all that stuff. So for him to do that, you know, I think he's trying to show that this is who he is and stuff. So good for him. I think he, I think he's gonna, he's gonna come out of this okay. He's gonna be, he's gonna be fine. But then why wouldn't things be fine for Tyler, right? Hey, he's gonna sell a lot of jewelry because of that. Yeah, move a lot of cookbooks, right? A lot of, a lot right. of vegan cookbooks. Um, CBS that was should of, get CBS should get us one. We should do the we should do that. Should yeah, I, I, you want to? You actually you'd actually be interested in uh, in trying the and sure, cooking. Yeah, of course. I try the the Tom Brady method. Why not? I'll do this. Okay, well there you go. We'll put it out there to Tyler and Angela uh, or CBS or whoever. If you want to send us a free thing and have Lance do a vegan a vegan diet, he's, he's willing to give it a try. Just like sure. Enzo, just like Enzo was willing to try a, a uh, the vegan diet uh, just to get along. That was one of the other, that was the other thing I thought was interesting in the recap episode, a, a little bit of strategery from Enzo uh, pretending to, uh, to be into not eating dark chocolate just to get a vote or two. Oh, that was cute. Um, whatever you gotta do. Whatever you gotta do. It. Yep, it is what it is, yeah. Uh, zero to nine. Is what it, it is. isn't what it isn't. It's a zero to nine game right there. Okay, uh, so Lance, uh, as, as promised, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, the pre-gaming situation here, uh, about this season. So uh, this has been a very frustrating season for fans, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, we, we've had, what was it, week three, week four, someone was wall shouting about Cody and Nicole are going to into the end together. Look where we are. I guess the wall yeller was right. Um, but there's, uh, I mean, a lot of talk, uh, a lot of talk in the house about this particular pairing um, and whether this particular pairing predates the game or specifically what did Cody do 
what did everybody else do before the game even got it started, right? And this is not something that's new with Big Brother. This is not something that's new with reality TV. I mean, this was a part of Survivor last season, right, Lance? This was a part of the first ever All-Star season. Uh, these people know each other in real life. So it's unsurprising that there is some talking going on. Uh, now, obviously, we don't know the full details of what all this pre-gaming uh, consisted of. Uh, there are a lot of rumors that Derek is somehow involved um, somewhere. Uh, and the reason why you would think that is, first of all, Cody. Cody won the season. Uh, Cody won the season with a very Derek-like game. So you'd have to think that they've at least talked uh, about Big Brother's strategy here. Uh, not sure how deep it goes, whether they wound up building bonds, like you're going to vote with this person, you're going to vote with this person. But um, what are your, let's just start here, Lance. What are your thoughts on pre-gaming in general? Uh, I think it's unavoidable. So it's kind of like, we'll go back to my sports analogies. It's mm. uh, it's kind of like back in the, the late 90s when everyone was juicing, you know, it's uh, in doing steroids to hit uh, home runs and everything. Uh, it's kind of like that. Everyone's doing it. So you might as well do it or people are going to pass you by. So if you feel like you're above that or anything, people are doing it. So there's, I don't really know what you can do when you have returning players. So either have all returning players and, mm -hmm. you know, the challenge does it. Oh, we'll go sports analogy and the challenge right here. Uh, the challenge, you know, there's obviously pre-gaming and people setting up alliances and setting up drama so they can get on TV. So you, if you're going to have people back, just commit to it, you know, have everyone pregame and just make that part of it, make it part of the storyline, make that part of the drama, or just have completely new players. Hmm. Okay. Now, obviously you don't know the extent, the full extent to which, you know, pregaming happened. Um, but, you know, just from what you've seen here in this season, you know, on TV, um, do you think that it had a negative impact on the season, a positive impact on the season? Like, what are your thoughts on this season in particular? I mean, definitely negative. It, mm. I think it has a negative impact in general. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, you know, people are going to cheat, you know, especially when there's money involved and, and stuff like that. People are going to test whatever. They're going to push it at any limit. So I respect the pushing of the limit, but it is negative. You know, anytime you set something up and it's not part of the game and it's not natural and it's just uh, – with one end game in sight where we watch this for drama. We don't watch this to watch somebody win 500 grand, you know? So it's, a, it's negative. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would have loved to see big brother, and like you said, it is unavoidable here, but one thing I, I would have loved to see big brother do here that I think survivor did really well this past season. Um, and, and big brother really could have taken a page from their book here is that if, the pre-gaming is going to be unavoidable. If people are going to be bringing in these past relationships into the game where I know this guy from a poker, from playing poker with him five years ago, you show that on the show. Like you don't sweep it under the rug and pretend that Nicole and Cody 100%. have never really met each other. Like, oh, what's your, N N Natalie, what's your, it's an end name, right? Like they know each other very well. And to a certain extent, other players in the house didn't really, understand how well they knew each other because they weren't really as into the big brother scene perhaps as Cody and Nicole were, uh, but just show it. Like, I think that's the easiest way to do it. Like it's yeah, going to happen. You gotta lean into it. Except that it's gonna happen and show it. And I think the thing that people are most upset and frustrated about is just that they didn't get the full story. Like it's not that, it's not that like, it's, it's like super duper cheating to talk before the game happens. Like, it's just like, just show it, show what happened understand that probably your favorites are doing it too. Everybody's doing it. And if someone thinks they're too good to do it, they're probably gonna go home early because everybody's doing it. Just let us know what's going on. Just clue the fans in. Uh, we're probably a little bit more forgiving. Well, that's not right. I was gonna say we're more forgiving than you think. That's, that's absolutely wrong. We're, we're, we're much more vindictive than you think. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> but yeah, lean into it, uh, you know, make it a story, make it. yeah. You know, make it part of the drama and everything. It might be tough, but you know, this is these are weird times now with social media. These things are a lot easier to pull off. So, you know, like I said, the challenge does it, so you can do it. Yeah, I'm, and now I'm very, and now I'm very interested to find out more about Derek and and his involvement, and you know whether you know whether it's coaching or, or what happened here, because you gotta, there's gotta be something there, because this is this is I almost like I hope we get, like, a, I hope we get a payoff. all over again. 
yeah, I hope we get a payoff just to know. Let's let's get some closure on this. Mm-hmm. And how much did you really do now that it's over and, and nothing can really change? Now. No reason to hide it, right? Just come out and let's be honest, you know? Yeah, unless they're doing like a documentary or like a he's writing a book, you know, yeah. tell all. <laughs> Are we going to learn like 30 or 40 years later? Once, it's going to be uh, the, it's like it, it's going to be an oral history. <laughs> it's like it's like Watergate, like once enough people died who are connected to the events will find out the true story. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe someday, but we do uh, we do know that we are getting a Big Brother 23. Are you excited about that, Lance? We Big, Big Brother 23. Uh, I'd be a lot more <laughs> excited if these last two seasons no. didn't happen. Oh no. But, oh, uh, no. you know, if they're gonna, I'm, I'm excited for, to see some new players and everything, but you know, it just, hopefully they, get some quality people because the way things are trending it's not great yeah we've we, and we've talked about this a little bit about how perhaps to fix big brother i think big brother could use a little bit of tinkering uh moving forward uh but it is a it is a show where they are willing to put in just about any twist imaginable so it is a show that is ripe for twists and tinkering um, so I think uh, casting is a good place to start. Uh, I would love to see a fresh new cast of people who I've never seen before. Uh, no returning players. Um, I know we didn't get very lucky when we did that last season, but they can't all be unlucky seasons, right? We are due for a good one. So uh, <laughs> we are. We are. If, if you just go by the odds and everything. Yeah. But it would be cool to see a more diverse cast too. I think that is a big problem. So if we uh, got a few less uh you know machismo white dudes that'd be great yeah. so something to be I, learned I from both uh, the challenge and, and big brother canada as well um uh, there i think for for casting um you know it's 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 interesting and different stories that's what we're looking for and i've seen the same stories an awful lot uh you know it's uh we we oftentimes when there is a person cast on big brother you can go back to the past five seasons and say okay well uh, I guess Steve Moses is really Ian, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, I guess Ka- Cameron is also Ian, I guess. And then, uh, you know, we just, it's, that's, that's, uh, Nicole is Lady Ian, uh, yeah. female Ian. Um, yeah, I, we, we need to break the archetypes and everything. Because, you know, you're not going to get a, just seems like you're not going to get a Dr. Will or a Dan anymore, you know? I yeah. think those times have passed. And, if you do, if you, you know, strike gold, then that's great. But, you know, those are once every decade kind of things. So yeah. you got to just, you got to switch it up a little bit. And I think these archetypes are getting a little stale in, in many cases, uh, especially if we've seen them over and over again. Um, you know, we're looking to shake up the game. Let's get something a little bit different here. Um, you know, I don't know that the way things have gone the past few years are something that we got to say, like, this is working so well, they got to keep it the same without any, any kind of changes here. Um, you know, it's interesting here that we are sitting here on a, a finale night at Big Brother 22, Lance. Um, and we're talking about, you know, it was a rough finale of rough season, but I mean, look where we were a year ago, Lance. We were at the finale of Big Brother 21 and our winner, the final words were him wondering whether his parents were proud of him. Uh, and yeah, then where's this, mama? This is a very, this is a very different, this is a very different season. Um, I where think, I, I think that's a, a great point because you know, the last year's winner, that's a tough one to swallow. This is a much easier one, you know, no matter yes. how you feel about Cody, like he is a deserved winner, seems like a really nice, good guy who cares about people and has the actual empathy. Yeah. And so, uh, I think you're 100% correct when you look at it like that. This is way better. And yeah. so I feel way better now that you said that. Yeah. And I think, I think is like the clearest moment, I think of Cody's empathy was probably comes across when he does vote to Vic Nicole, uh, because he is, uh, you know, you can just tell he is absolutely devastated by what he had to do. He wanted to take both of them. Like he knew he had to just make the deepest cut to someone that he wanted to take. Well, that's, that's the, that's the problem when you win the HOH, you got to make these up decisions. And- you know, we've seen his acting, especially like <laughs> playing zombies. So, you know, he wasn't acting. You knew that was real. That, that was real. That was real. And we have seen his acting. That is true. That is true. 
Um, yeah. Uh, any, do you have any final thoughts about Enzo's game? We haven't really talked a lot about Enzo tonight, um, but uh, you know, I, I mean, he is very likable. He is a very likable guy, but this was, this was one of the worst. I mean, it just, his game gets worse and worse as like the final days and weeks of this, uh, this season. Uh, and really his weakest night of the entire season had to have been tonight. Uh, you know, uh, it might've been the, when he, you know, lost 38 minutes to four minutes. That might've been the weakest. That was yeah, real bad. That was it real was, bad. It was man. rough. Uh, I mean, he, he actually said this, me losing is actually me winning. That was a quote that he said to the jury and he thought he might win. But I mean, it's like he, from a, he's like a, you know, when you're in a plane and everything looks good from, from, you know, up top and everything's small and everything's working and the closer you get, the closer you get, it starts looking worse and worse and worse. That's how his game is. The more he's under a microscope, the worse it is for him. And when he has to, you know, say how great he is at stuff, it's just not his thing. Like I thought the jury segment said a lot when it felt like they were defending his game more than Enzo was. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was a fun game, but he just doesn't have substance. You know, he's, he's a lot of just riding coattails and being the fun guy that you like hanging out with, which is cool, but that doesn't win you the game. Yeah. One of the more uh, interesting and real moments of the night, I think between Cody and Enzo uh, came at the, I think it was like the second to last commercial break, whenever it was after Cody and Enzo had given their final play uh, to the jury uh, and they're going at the camera and, you know, Enzo is just so lost in his head about people laughing while he's like roaming around the, the living room and giving his final speech. And it got Enzo me fired just, up. Yeah, like, and Enzo, yeah. Enzo just doesn't seem to get that. Like they're laughing because he's Enzo and he's doing a fun thing. And Enzo got it like in his head that like he, they're laughing at him, like that his, like his game is so bad. Like this is the it's time where because, we laugh at his final play. Yeah, it's tough because I said this in our previous episode where he's not, he's never serious. Like and yeah. so the one time he has to be serious, it just doesn't work and people aren't taking him serious. And so like he's pouring his heart out and he, you don't know the reaction, but you hear laughing. And I totally get it because he was funny. It was, I was laughing, but to hear that it's, I mean, I totally understand where he's coming from. And as a jury member, you got to try hard not to laugh and not to throw him <laughs> off. But it was yeah. so funny, too. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, not the best nights of him. But, you know, any night where you walk away with 50 grand can't be too bad. Uh, we say yeah. that's a lot. He also of... said he had no targets in the game. It's like, we're that is a playing then. Bad argument. That is not a good, uh, it's not a good what, argument. The, that's the problem is like, I just think everything's on the whim. Everything's just by the seat of his pants. He has no thought process of like long-term thinking. And like, that's what Cody was doing. And that's what Enzo was. Enzo was just like, this feels good now. And that's, I think that's why all his conversations feel like that because in that moment, he's with you. Yeah. And then you lose him exactly when that conversation ends. I think also Enzo's got to uh, go up against the, uh, the idea that uh, he was not necessarily expecting to have to be making this argument tonight. Uh, Enzo thought he was through. Enzo thought yeah. he was done. So he was not expecting thing. to make his case at the end. Uh, yeah. So when you're mentally beaten. It's over. Yeah. If that, uh, I mean, if that doesn't, that certainly doesn't help. Uh, so um, yeah. So I, I think, boy, Lance, that, that about wraps it up. This has been an incredible year for New Jersey in uh, CBS reality TV, huh? It's like, the, New, it's like New Jersey is the uh, city of champions for CBS and Los Angeles is the city of champions for sports. It's like New Jersey is my favorite yeah. city, Lance. It really is. I mean, state. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I was thinking <laughs> city of champions for LA. That's right. That's right. New Jersey is the reality but, TV. What? New Jersey? Los Angeles is the sports, which yeah. is why I'm here from New Jersey, originally from New Jersey, talking about this stupid show. Hey, no, great, of, great of, city. Of, of all five people who made it to the finales of Survivor and Big Brother this season, every single person was from New Jersey. Every that's pretty one. incredible. Every that single one. That is pretty one. incredible. Yeah. Like that's, that'll never happen again. Mm -hmm. And they're all very different types of New Jersey. Um, very, very different. Uh, but they are all, they are all very New Jersey. There is a lot of New Jersey in that Polly and that Cody Calafiore. I keep calling him Polly. This is the worst. I'm the worst. Sorry, man. First nine to zero winner, brother. and I keep calling him 
Well, he did it to he did it to David. He kept calling him Kevin, so it's okay if I Good call point. him Paul. Didn't know Keisha's name, even though he's being <laughs> facetious about it. <laughs> very facetious. Big uh, word for him. Yeah, it's a, he was very proud to sh- very proud to show it off. Yeah, yeah. he can uh, he can afford a dollar diction or dollar a day dictionary or whatever. Dollar Word. Dictionary Club. It's my favorite. I love Dollar it. Day Dictionary Day. Write that down. Uh, yep. That is plenty of money making ideas here at the Big Brother Brothers. Hey, so uh, listen, before we wrap things up, I just want to thank everybody who's listening here. Uh, we had an absolute blast, uh, despite what the season may have predicted, uh, talking about this season of Big Brother here. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Big Brother 23 is a little bit of a ways away. But uh, if you are not a follower, if you're not a subscriber, uh, we would appreciate it if you'd give us a subscribe or a follow or a like or whatever on your favorite podcasting app, whether that's- Or whatever. uh, Or whatever. Just give us a whatever on your favorite, you know, um, whatever it is. Uh, Thumbs up, like, follow, social engagement. We're all into it. Uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Amazon podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, you'll find ours. Please give us a follow. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. So Lance, we do actually have some uh, interesting and big news uh, for those who are desperate for more Big Brother Brothers, Survivor Brothers content. Uh, while the Survivor, uh, the next Survivor season may be a ways away, uh, we don't have a timeline on that. We do know that a couple of fantastic Survivor seasons are coming to Netflix next month uh, in November, uh, including Survivor Season 20, which is Heroes versus Villains, and Survivor Season 28, which is uh, Survivor Kageon. Um, both of them fantastic seasons, you know, top, top three, uh, top four, top five seasons. Uh, both of them fantastic. Uh, and Lance and I, we're going to do a rewatch of those seasons. These are seasons we have definitely watched several times before. Uh, but we're going to do one more. We're going to do one more re- uh, rewatch on it, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to do a little bit of bonus content while we are in the long winter of no CBS reality TV content. So uh, stay tuned for that. And the best way you can stay tuned for that is to follow the Survivor Brothers on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's blah, 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 Apple, whatever. Uh, So please do that as well. And if you really love what you hear, five stars on the review. Right, Lance? Correct. All right, man. So we made it all season long. Uh, Any final thoughts here before we wrap it up here? Big Brother 22, any final thoughts? Uh, It's it's been a pleasure to host this with you. And uh, I'm glad the season's over. (laughs) Well, it is... It's been a, the pleasure has been all mine, Lance. It has been a, it's been a fantastic season uh, here with you, uh, talking with you. It's been a fantastic season and it's been an okay, okay season of Big Brother. I think we're going to, I think when we look back on season 22 of Big Brother, uh, we're going to view it probably a little bit better than we viewed it in the moment. I think uh, when we look at it as a really good game that is played by Cody and here is all the poor hapless people who wind up getting in Cody's way, uh, it'll be a little bit more, uh, a little bit better on the rewatch than having to watch and just live through it in, in real time. I think if we knew, it's interesting because I don't think it's rewatchable, but I do think if you know going in that Cody's gonna win, then it's an interesting watch just to be like, this person dominates and everything. But I cannot recommend it as a rewatch. <laughs> We'll give it some time. We gotta, we gotta get some That's time true. between us. Suffering from recency bias, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene in the year 2028, discuss whether or not 2020 uh, is worth uh... We are not making it. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's it. The uh, the outro song only lasted long there, so we gotta get out of here. Uh, bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. Uh... Big Brother 23.